Hey there, this is Pastor John Ware, lead pastor of Lifehouse Newport News, a church that exists to help all people experience life change through Christ. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We hope it inspires you and gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. Now let's get to today's episode. So you may be saying, how in the world can we sing a song of praise with everything that's going on right now? We have social unrest, political unrest. We have racial discrimination and injustice. And we have the biggest, one of the biggest pandemics that's going on right now in our world. So how can we offer up praise during this time? Well, David encourages us in Psalm 34. So let's walk through that scripture. It says, but starts off by saying, a Psalm of David regarding the time he pretended to be insane in front of Abimelech or Ahimelech, depending on the translation, who sent him away. Now, just to give you some background information, David is recalling a time in his life where he was running from King Saul. King Saul was in hot pursuit of him. He was trying to kill him. And then David flees and he runs to a city called Nob. And there he meets the priest Abimelech. And this account is in 1 Samuel 21. So Abimelech then gives him some bread. He also gives him a sword, but this sword wasn't any sword. This is the sword that Goliath had. This is the sword that David used to cut off Goliath's head when David was a boy. So he flees with the sword and the bread again. Then he goes to the city called Goth. And there at Goth, he meets King Achish. And the city of Goth was a Philistine city. So he goes in and people start to recognize him. So people start to murmur and they start to recognize who David was. In fact, David starts to think of his danger. His life becomes instantly jeopardized because of the recognition of the people. And so he then begins to think, man, what can I do to get out of here? So he comes up with a plan instantly to pretend like he's insane so that he can escape out of the clutches of King Akish. So he starts to pretend like he's insane. He starts foaming at the mouth. He starts drooling down his beard. He even starts scratching the doors. And so King Akish decides to let him go. And David is then able to escape. So many times we find ourselves in difficult situations that we try to escape ourselves. Instead of using methods that will leave us more broken, more empty, more desperate, let's use our praise so that we can get through those situations. This is David's inspiration for the next part of verse four. And it says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will continually speak his praises. Now what's praise exactly? Praise is the warm expression or admiration of something or someone. 
praise is mentioned over 200 times in the word of God. So that lets us know that it's something that God wants to pay attention to, wants us to pay attention to, and he wants us to implement in our lives on a regular basis. In fact, praise is our purpose. Many people ask, what's my purpose? They wander around through life and they try to find out why they're here. Well, God created us to praise. That's our purpose. Ephesians 1, 13 through 14 says, and now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves. And then I'll go down further. And it says, he did this so that we would praise and glorify him. Isaiah 43, seven says, bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. It was I who created them. When you bring the element of praise to a situation, you change your perspective and also the perspective of others. In this cultural climate, we need to lift our hearts to God and focus our praises on him because he is worthy to be praised. Now, the thing is, praise looks different on everybody. You may clap, I may cry, others may wave a hand and that's okay. God wants your praise regardless of what it looks like. And in fact, you may be in a quiet place like on your job or in a library where you can't run around, you can't yell and you can't scream, but you can offer up a praise in your heart. It may not even be your personality to be expressive with your praise. You may be a quiet person and that's okay too. God wants your authentic praise. He doesn't want you to entertain him. He wants you to give him your true praise to him because he is worthy of it all. The thing here though, is that sometimes praise doesn't match our predicament. Some of us are going through really, really hard times right now. Some of us are dealing with our jobs or the lack thereof. Some of us are dealing with uncertainty with the educational system. And some of us are dealing with mental health issues or health, other health issues in our families. And it can be really hard to focus on God and give him praise when you find yourself in a whirlwind. When the storms of life are raining down on you, dig deep and give him a praise. In Hebrews 13, 15, it says, through him then let us continually offer up a praise of sacrifice to, of, to God. That is the fruit of lips that gives thanks to his name. See, praise isn't always convenient. It takes sacrifice, as it says in Hebrews. Sometimes you have to dig deep to offer up praise to God. But God is not shaken by what's going on in this world. He knew what was gonna happen before it happened. He's not surprised by this and he has not turned his back on us. He is not neglectful and he is faithful concerning his promises to us. And we praise because he's still in control. He's not slack concerning what he told us. What he said is what he's gonna do. He's always been our healer. He's always been our protector. He's always been our provider. Think about those times when God came down low to help you out. Those times when you were broken, those times when you were in your lowest moments, 
those times when you didn't know what you were going to do. God came and he met you there. And in those times when your money was low and those times when you needed an escape, God was always there and he will continue to be there for us. Think about those times when it's hard to praise, because if he did it before, he will do it again. David in verse six encourages us. It says in my desperate, excuse me, in my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. When we pray, God listens to us. He's not neglectful. He's not deaf towards his children. He hears us and he, he does what he needs to do to get us to where we need to be. In verse eight, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. When we don't give God praise, we can't experience the joy and the refuge that he offers us. If we don't praise, the Bible says the rocks will cry out. In Luke 19, 37 through 40, it says, and when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, blessed be the king that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees amongst the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Let's not hold, uh, hold back our praise because of the season that we're in. Sure, it's tough. Yes, it's difficult. Yes, you want to escape. But just like this season came, this season will go. It's a temporary situation and we can't let temporary circumstances deter us from praising God. Charles Spurgeon, the English preacher and author says, praise is the rehearsal of our eternal song. Let's not allow this temporary state of our world stifle our eternal song. Praise invokes God's presence. We see this in Psalms 22, three. It says, yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. The Hebrew word for enthroned means to sit and remain sitting. It also means to inhabit or to dwell. God inhabits the praises of his people. That means he literally sits in the praises that we give him. It means that when we have difficult situations and we praise God through those situations, he is seated in the midst of it. This is just like when somebody comes to your house and you tell them, come on in, have a seat. You're welcoming them into your house. When we praise God, we welcome him into our situations and we invite him to do what he does best. And that's be the Lord of Lord, the King of Kings. Praise is an open door to fellowship with God. When you have fellowship with God, it ushers in peace. And there's a peace that comes when you know that God is on the throne and that he's dwelling in the midst of your situation. It's the peace that passes all understanding, like it says in Philippians 4, 7. 
and knowing that God's presence gives us peace, we can rest assured that our praise results in protection. In Psalms 34, seven, the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. When we're getting attacked by people or when we're experiencing spiritual attacks or health issues, anything that rises up against us, the Lord will surround us. He is the one that's gonna defend us in every situation. Let's look at verses 17 through 19. David goes on to say, the Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord delivers them out of them all each time. God never promised us an easy life. He didn't say that we wouldn't have to face trials and tribulations. He told us that we would be persecuted for his sake, but he said that he will always be there with us. And he knows that some of us are brokenhearted right now. He knows that some of us are crushed by the things that have happened this year. But he did say that he would rescue us from all of our troubles each and every time. Think about the last time that God had to rescue you out of a situation that you thought was hopeless, whether it was a situation that you got yourself into or something that just happened to you. God still rescued you. Those times should remind you that if God did it before, why wouldn't he do it again? There's no need to worry because God is our protector. The Canadian theologian Harry Ironside said, we would worry less if we praised more. Thanksgiving is the enemy of discontent and dissatisfaction. The more we praise God, the less room there is for worry. Praising God reminds us of who he is. It's not for him to know who he is, he already knows, but it's for us to remember how he's brought us through before. The word says that he is everything to us and he is everything that he has ever been in our lives. God, we praise God because he keeps his word and he delivers his children from their troubles. We also have to remember that praise is a pathway to deliverance. We see in verse four where David said, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. The poet Joyce Rachel said, the praise and glorification of God doesn't exclusively spring from deep and untroubled understanding. It is in spite of and even because of deep and troubled circumstance. In our current social climate, there are many things that we can be fearful of. There are so many unknowns out there that it's easy to be shaken. But we need to remember that we praise God and we can praise him despite our fears. God will exchange our fears for his freedom. If you've ever prayed about something that you're so fearful of, and you know when God answers you, you sense that freedom that he can bring. We have to remember that during these times of uncertainty. 
remember them during these times of fear, when fear tries to creep up. We remember how God got us through our last situation and how he offers freedom. Grab a hold of that freedom that only God can give. It's God's will for all of us to be free, not just one group or another. It's God's will for all of his children to be free and in every area of our lives. Now, if you grew up in church like I did, you may have heard the phrase, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. Well, I'd like to offer another spin on that. In addition to that, I believe that when the praises go up, the walls come down. In Joshua 6, 20, it says, when the people heard the sound of the ram's horns, they shouted as loud as they could. Suddenly, the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites charged straight into the town and captured it. We see here that praise produced progress that caused Jericho's walls to come crumbling down. The Israelites were delivered into the hand of, into the land that God promised them. And we see that praise is a pathway to deliverance in Acts 16, 24 through 26. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. All at once, the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. See, your praise isn't just for you. Your praise is for everyone around you. Paul and Silas were in the jail and they began to praise God. And then the chains broke, the walls fell because of their praises. See, when people see you praise in the midst of your situations, in the midst of your bad circumstances, they may think that you're crazy. They may even talk about you. However, they don't know the power that's li that lies in your God. They don't know who you serve. But those people who love God and serve God, they understand your praise. They understand that in the midst of adversity, you can still give God praise. You just need to get around the people of God, the people of God that have seen God move in their lives, and they can encourage you as you go through your situation. They understand your praise. They understand that God will turn your situation around and work it out for your good. Sometimes you need somebody to praise with. Sometimes you need somebody to pray with, and then other times you need somebody to praise with. They'll praise you, they'll praise with you, praise with you as you discover your purpose of praise. They'll praise with you as you praise God for his presence. And they'll praise God with you as you praise him for protection. And they'll also praise with you as you praise God for deliverance. David gives us an invitation to do this in verse three. It says, come. Let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. So if you're with your family or if you're at a watch party right now, make the same invitation that David did. Ask and turn, turn to your neighbor and ask them, will they be a partner in praise with you? Ask them if they'll 
be your praise partner, just like Paul and Silas were praise partners. They praised to the point that the foundations of the jail broke. They were shaken and the walls came crumbling down. Praise will shake the foundations of the things that have you bound to. So just like Silas and Paul sung, sung songs of praises that set them free and set the other captives free, you need to do the same. We all can sing a song of praise today. Even though the world looks crazy, the world is shaken right now, we can still stand flat-footed and rest assured that when our praises go up, God hears us, He listens, and He is attentive to our very need. Today, you can sing a song of praise and you can be set free. Jesus paved the road to freedom with His precious blood. He paid the ultimate price for our sin, the sin that holds us captive. Sin is what separates us from God, but Jesus is the bridge that brings us to God. He laid down his life for us and died the death that we should have died. This is the reason why we praise God. This is the reason why we have the opportunity to praise. Take the opportunity today to praise God through repentance. See, repentance is just changing your mind. It's turning away from sin. So today we have the opportunity to turn away from sin, that same sin that holds us captive, that same sin that we have to be rescued from. That same sin is what's holding you down today. Take the opportunity and change your mind and follow Christ today. God wants you to be free from everything that holds you down. Everything that's ever prevented you from being the things that God has called you to be. He wants to take all of that, all of those chains, all of those things that have held you down and exchange them for his freedom. Thank you again for joining us on the Lifehouse Newport News podcast. If you're ever in the Hampton Roads area, we'd love for you to join us at one of our live worship experiences at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at the Regal Kiln Creek Movie Theaters. Until then, feel free to check us out at www.theaterchurchnn.com or on any social media platform. Thank you so much and God bless.